All right, let's go. Welcome to week nine of Badger Watch, the county championship cricket podcast. Today, there are just three badgers. and Normally, there are four, but we play the game cricket11.com. We base all of our chats or bands, whatever you want to call it, around, around that game. Um, if you're a new listener, basically the premise of the game is you select a team. You there are a load of rules. You get five point, you get a point per run, you get extra points for boundaries, bowlers get points for wickets, extra points for good economy rates, etc. We had a round about a week and a half ago. So we've got the Chevaliers. Chev, our Dutch associate member of the league, is currently in first place with 1,000. 13,466 points. Howard's team bears badges. Howard's not with us today, unfortunately, but he's coming in second, not far behind, 13,230. Brian May saved the badges. Hughes team on 12,797. And my team, Spenny's champs, are yet to break 10,000. I'm coming in dead last at 9,469. We've got a bit of work to do there, Spen. I've got a bit of work to do, so let's focus away from my team. Hugh, who from your team went well on the last round? Keith Barker was captain, and you know, by is I think he's the third highest point scorer in the game. He had a he had a pretty good game, but he didn't have as uh, outstanding a game as he had in previous weeks. Um, big points for me though for George Hill, um, mm. who who I really like the look of as a cricketer. Uh, young all-rounder at Yorkshire. They've had him in the top three for most of the year. Um, and, and he scored a big 100 uh, against Hampshire. So, you know, again, it's a good bowling attack Hampshire have got. Um, it's that the big boy runs he's scoring. And for, for a young fella, I think he looks a player. Liam Passerwhite, another another young player, left-arm spinner at Nottinghamshire. Yeah. Uh, I think he took a, took a few. I think it might have been three in each innings off, off Leicestershire. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were they were big point scorers and uh, oh, and Ben Duckett, Ben Duckett scored hundred, didn't he? So yeah, they did all right. What about you, Chev? Yeah, Chev, how'd you go? Uh, actually, well, yeah, I mean, after I think the first day, I was like, I, I'm never gonna keep that first place uh, after this round. I was already surprised. I still had it after the last one, just before the break, really. But uh, then um, uh, everyone just came in. So good news. Uh, I had Ben Compton again as captain. He wasn't actually. He wasn't even doing at his best really this round um, in terms of scoring points for, for me at least. Um, but uh, Shal Massoud, uh, the player that uh, Hugh didn't want to bring back in, uh, he got me, uh, he was top scorer this week with uh, 303 points for me. So that was actually quite good. Uh, I'm, I feel like I've sort of cracked the all rounders. Well, I should have. I should have said that. They're probably not going to do anything now this week. But anyway, Mullaney <laughs> um, uh, uh, came in with a, a decent uh, number of points. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so that I think that was quite good. Um, and then the only other one I, I want to mention uh, because he's on the way out is uh, Keith and uh, Jennings. Because uh, again, uh, I'm not sure what he's been doing the last two rounds, but he delivered. Uh, absolutely nothing um so uh, it was a, definitely a thanks for coming uh, zero points i think so he's uh, he's on he's already on his way out um ahead of the next round uh, which will probably lead to him picking up quite a few points if anyone wants to bring him in interesting uh, yeah so might, might be the time to bring him in chef might be the time to bring him in if you're exactly. casting him off uh, the only other thing uh, i had the overton brothers in which yep. is quite uh, quite good fun because uh, <laughs> 
uh, Jamie had a real go at trying to to knock everyone out, including his. Uh, yeah, what happened there? So he he concussed his brother. Uh, yeah. yeah not only did he concuss him though, he, he went off. I don't really understand how this way this works, but he went off, then came back out to bat again, having presumably passed his concussion protocol. This is Craig. 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 Yeah. Um, and apparently the first ball he bowled him when he came back, his own brother was another searing short ball that flew past his nose. Unbelievable that. Dear own brother. It sort of reminded me of the Klitschko brothers and they always said they'd never fight because their mother could never watch it. Can you imagine being Mrs. Overton watching that? Oh, God. That's a mercy. Reminds me well, of that it, with my brother. God, that is... He, didn't, didn't your brother bowl leg spin? Yeah, I know, but he was also... <laughs> yeah, also, we were off in that garden, we were bowling off, um, bowling off, what, eight yards or something like that. We used to do something like similar. My brother... I would be batting and he would get a ball, put it in a bucket of water and bowl at me. So it skid off the pavement. But then I wasn't, allowed, I wasn't allowed to get the ball wet when he batted. So that was great. Um, but yeah, go <laughs> that is to, such a bigger brother. Yeah. My bat, my ball, my game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then so, um, yeah, Everton's, that is, yeah, that's extraordinary. So you have both of them in, Chev. And at one point it was looking like one, not the other one, out of the game, reducing your points. Well, yeah, I'm, well... Craig didn't really do much after that whole episode, even though he came back in, I think the next day he was out again and, and didn't, didn't, didn't feature in the rest of the game. I can't remember, Howard had another uh, uh, Somerset bowler, I can't remember who it was now. But, uh, uh, was well, taking... Howard and I both had Josh Davy, and oh, right. uh, he, concussed, he concussed Davy, so um, that was less than ideal. So, uh, so, good thing is that Jamie obviously did really well. Yeah. Uh, and you know, uh, after having him already in the T20 team, uh, brought him into uh, the county and actually did really well. Uh, unfortunately, he's now leaving us again. Uh, but um, uh, to go and play for England, yeah, uh, with a bit of luck, uh, probably replacing his brother at this rate. Um, uh, yeah, because what is he going to do there? Uh, but yeah, so um, uh, overall, good round, um. Better than I expected it to be, and still in first place, which was a bonus because uh, I was just looking at uh, Spenny's uh, team now for the remainder of the season. Really, uh, how but, did uh, you go, Spenny? Are you making uh, any ground? No, not at all. I think I don't really know what's happening here. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think I, I think. Mulaney went well, like Chev said. He got 210 points. I think he finally had a bowl, which is terrific. He got some wickets. I think he did have... I had a few... I had Ben Compton, North East and Hammond. I just think I've got... The, I don't think I've got a big scorer in any category, which is really annoying. Um, ben Mike, I think, was one of my better players. He was my captain for the week, and he got over 300 points for me because he got some runs and wickets. Um... And then I think I've got a few lads who basically I banked on for that from last season who I think are going to do really well and I've remained faithful. But um, it's difficult knowing when to cut them adrift, isn't it? I cut, yeah. I cut adrift Alex Davies. Yeah. Wicked, well, I say wicket keeper, he's not kept all year at Warwickshire, but cut him adrift having watched Brook Guest be on my bench, racking the points up. And eventually I got rid of Davies. And uh, Davies scores a, a big hundred at yeah. in the round. So and I think I think a lot of my batters oh. getting they keep getting good forties and thirties, and so I think oh my big scores due, and then they're not really doing it. Um, 
And then someone like, you know, Simon Harmer, I would have thought would be, my, you know, banking, getting me lots of wickets, but he's not really doing it this season. Um, so, yeah, so I haven't done too well, which is great. So some trades in for me next season, I think, or next round, sorry. Um, yeah, but I mean, a bit annoying, but I think... I mean, who the games that we did have, though, I mean, because this round went a little bit under the radar, I would say, amongst all of the 2020 and obviously the England stuff going on. But there were some amazing games, weren't there? I mean, one, two. Well, the, the Somerset-Surrey game was a, a good one. I think that yeah. Somerset chasing 200, sorry, Surrey chasing 200, I think seven or eight down on the last afternoon. It's sort yeah. of... I'm all for these rubbish balls they're using this year. It's making some really compelling cricket. We had in Div One, we had I think four games go into the final afternoon, which yeah. which is great. Yeah, you're right. Um, and I mean, you look at the Kent Gloucestershire game; they both put two big first inning scores on five six four for Kent, four three eight for Gloucester, and then suddenly Gloucester, Gloucester got what they deserved. They had yeah. three night watchmen. That is unforgivable. Three night watchmen, they should be relegated automatically. Well, I, I look, I don't know whether there was any context around it, I will say, but Zach Chappell, um, Dale, and uh, a debutant, I, th I think a debutant, um, yeah. I think it's Tom Price, yeah, Tom um, yeah, hiding, and uh, Miles Hammond and Glenn Phillips, um, didn't want to go out and, and have a little bat before the end of play. I mean, just quietly, it's a terrific debut for Tom Price. I think it's his debut. There's, there's two brothers, Ollie, I think it's Ollie Price and Tom Price. They love a brother to do the Gloucestershire team. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think they've been doing really well in the second team. And then, I mean, Ollie Price got 51 in the first innings, Tom Price got 39. But then in the second innings for Kent, no, in Kent's first innings, Tom Price got his first Pfeiffer, which is great. But then, yeah, Gloucestershire, they capitulated, didn't they? Mm. Um, and then Kent knocked them off and... Yeah, well done to Kent. Well, well bowled, I suppose. And then Warwickshire, Lancashire. What, what, what were, um, what was Lanks chasing in the last day there? Three twenty, I think. Um, another. I think this, this is, I think, the perfect game of first-class cricket. Four scores between, I think, say two, two hundred and fifty and three hundred and fifty. Yeah. I, I think it's the perfect pitch. So credit to the groundsman at uh, Edgebaston. I think it was Edgebaston. Yeah. Um, yeah of it's it's the perfect game of four day cricket, and then seeing someone get 175 not out to to win the game is uh, is is a is a pretty serious effort, and um, yeah. very, arguably it was the best chasing hundred at school at the weekend. Well, maybe I'm, <laughs> I'm very very pleased for someone like Luke Wells because he was at Sussex before. I think wasn't really thought of as a 360 player. And when I say that, I mean, he won't play all three formats or doesn't threaten in the other two formats, supposedly gets dropped, finds Lancashire and is, you know, he's at this point being typecast as a first class only player. Um, and I think he does feature in their one day team in a bit because I think he bowls a few offies. So I think he now does. Leggies, leggies. He oh, rolls leggies. out some glorious leggies. Yeah. And so like, it's just a such, you know, Sussex, they could really do with him if they hadn't got rid of him, if they hadn't thought of that. But yeah, he's pumped out a 175 on the last day against Warwickshire. It's a good bowling attack they've got as well. Um, and yeah, just a, it's a nice story, basically, I think. for yeah. He's doing really well at Lancashire. And it, I mean, yeah. You wouldn't I go if, if 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 he didn't get you know if he was selected for England, I don't think people would know maybe who he is too much. But they also his record isn't the worst out there as an opener. 
Um, so with nice. with with these balls and the fact he rolls out the odd leggy and he's got absolute buckets in the cordon, he catches mm. everything that comes his way. I wonder if he might be a good little player to try and sneak into the old fantasy team yeah. if he's in a bit bit of form. Yeah. Another another story from that game was um, my my England tip Liam Norwell came back from injury and got his five for. I didn't get any in the second innings actually. I think looking at that, but um, yeah, that's a that's a, a, a class. I think it's a classic Liam Norwell thing that um, gets loads of wickets, gets injured, comes back, gets loads of wickets, then he gets injured. Hopefully, he can put some games together with this twenty twenty break um, in the next couple of weeks. But that was nice to see. Um, and then Hampshire win by two wickets. Was that a close one? Yeah. Yeah. Another yeah. one going into the last afternoon. Um, James Fuller, your man of many, many fantasy picks. Um, <laughs> He's one of those scored guys. The, that... Scored the winning ones. Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking that he bowls a bit and he bats a bit. And I think he's one of my picks that doesn't do either amazingly. <laughs> when, like, doesn't get when you've got him. Yeah, yeah. When I've got him. Yeah. He's doing well for me in the 2020 game, actually. He's doing well in that. Um, but yeah, he hit the winning runs. And I saw a clip of the winning runs he hit on social media. Um, you know, like you know, like how sometimes before a game you'll do the slip catching practice where they late cut it to the slips. <laughs> yeah. It's basically it, it's no higher than sort of belly button height, and he's managed to late cut it over the slips for four. It's genius. Oh, what a great way to finish the game. Well, so yeah, your your lad Hill got got some runs. He's opening the batting. Was he batting three last time we saw him? He was batting three earlier in the season when they had Karuna Ratney over from okay. Sri Lanka and now he's opening up with live I think oh Bess is quite high there isn't he 51 though fair enough four five six back to seven is he six or seven that's actually okay um I mean Ben Brown's a nice signing for Hampshire he's getting a few runs isn't he yeah um, it looks a good bit of business that yeah I think it does and then um and you can sort of see that in Sussex's performances and this this round they're 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 showing I think uh they're showing their inexperience. They're, they're putting in. There's some, clearly some talented lads, and they're young. There's some young players in that mm-hmm. side, but they're struggling to put it together for three or four innings as, of yeah. a game. They're having bright spells, but really struggling to be consistent. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. And I think they probably would have done nicely with someone like Ben Brown or Luke Wells or someone like that, an old head. Yeah. So I, d- I don't know what's going on there, Rob Andrew. Um, you've, you've, you've let a lot of people you've let a lot of good players go you've got a lot of pressure on these youngsters now come on the pod and explain yourself Rob come on Might send a I'm sure he's listening I'm sure he's listening <laughs> brilliant um, so I mean we're talking about this excitement and how good the cricket is at the moment and it would be awful not to talk about the international cricket that we've had of late Um a couple of county championship lads going okay, and well, traditional county championship lads in um, in uh, Alex Lee's has gone pretty well. He's gone okay. Ben oh, Folks has gone okay. Um, lovely to see those two contributing to England wins. Really, really is nice. Um, and there we were chastising the fact that Johnny Bairstow is not playing county championship cricket, and he goes and gets one of the greatest hundreds you'll see in a chase. That is, I mean, were you, were you guys watching it? The second, yeah, I have to. I hope my employers aren't watching or sorry, <laughs> listening to this. Frankly, um, my they didn't get full value from me that afternoon. I have to say, 
Um, I, Jeff, I, watched, I watched most of it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, did you watch it or did you listen? Uh, I was listening to it. Uh, actually, we, we went to and to watch the first game at, or the first day at Lords. So uh, going back to the first game. And that was uh, maybe because we hadn't been for a while, obviously with everything that's happened over the last uh, two years. But it was just one of the most exciting days I think we've had in a long time. Hugh was obviously there. Spain was the only one to miss out. But, um, you know, I think that sort of set the tone for the what happened after in that uh, test itself. And then that was just carried on to, into the second test. It's, it's been very exciting to watch, which uh, obviously uh, I prefer that type of game uh, above anything else. <laughs> you prefer uh, as much action in a short time as possible. But, which, but Jeff, yeah. how many how many wickets fell on that first day? I'm trying well, we actually left for we we, we <laughs> That's what started. I was gonna ask. How many do you see? Uh, I, I'm trying to think. Well, I think we saw like 12, didn't we, before we left. Yeah. You thought England uh, were coasting to the close, which yeah, is like, always a dangerous assumption. Yeah, we were like, this is going to be fine. We'll be, there's nothing happening anymore. It's time to go. We, so Howard and I left early-ish uh, to, to move uh, south of the river to go and watch uh, Surrey play in the oh, T20. Of course. What so we doubled up. Cricket. So basically, we, we extended our day of cricket. So, um, yeah, and obviously Surrey won, but uh, that's the side note. But yeah, we never expected that many wickets to fall after we'd left. We thought it was cruising time to the end so it's like well it's, it's the right time to go before the masses leave in half an hour uh but yeah that that sort of backfired <laughs> um what do we i mean again going through i've only got the second... oh, I, I'll, I'll just say this about Bearstow. yeah uh, obviously because i was probably the one with the strongest opinion on that um yes he did all right i have yeah. to admit um you know yeah i mean yeah. Would it be someone else who could do the same thing? Uh, probably not. But in all fairness, he went into one day mode. It wasn't necessarily. So I don't know. You know, The IPL was good preparation for that knock. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it wasn't necessarily a, uh, uh, you know, next it, time he's going to go out first ball and everyone's going to complain again. So, um, yeah. That's not it's so, it's so, we're so fickle as cricket fans because... That first over after T, when he just kept whacking it into the stands, if he picks out fine leg on one of those, the media and fans will absolutely hang him out to dry and say, we shouldn't have picked him because he's been at the IPL. He's been at the IPL and I would say arguably because he's been at the IPL, he's played one of the most remarkable innings you will see in an England shirt in Test cricket. Yeah, because, I mean, to be fair, like, he got first test, he got one, did he? Yeah, he got one in the first first dig and um, 16 in the second dig and that 16 he blitzed it and then got out and then second test got eight, looks pretty good again and then obviously he absolutely smashes it and gets 100. So you wouldn't, I think up until that innings you're quite justified in saying, you know, where is he? Is this the best pick? But then he does something like that. And yeah, I suppose because of the IPL, he's, he's played in innings like that and it's incredible. And well, everything was set up for him to be able to do that as well. It's, you know, it's, it was also the, the type of game where, you know, with the scores and the score that was there, something like that had to happen for, it, for them to win it anyway. So you know, yeah, in, yeah. A different, in a different scenario, he probably would have gone out for like 24. Well, it's really interesting. The ben, there's a Ben Folks interview to, on Crick Info, I think, 
and he said something along the lines of like there was no talk in the dressing room that we're you know the, the traditional talk in a, in a situation like that is in the morning they would say guys let's get to lunch and see where we are and then see if we want to have a dip after lunch and apparently there's nothing like that you know there's no chat in that respect so I know they I know we had to get a few wickets in the morning sorry but like there was no chat about let's get let's see how we go and then we might have a dip at the right time it was a pretty much a, a case of we're going for it from the word go and we're not going to think about drawing or losing we're just going to think about how to mm. win this game and maybe that you know someone like you know I, I I would have thought that McCullum doesn't really have an influence on this test series he just sort of sits and watches and maybe says a few words but doesn't really think about coaching too much but from all intents and purposes he's got stuck in on the on day day one of the first test and he's sort of dictating how we we should start thinking and folks is basically saying that 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 change of mindset just by phrasing something as we're going to win this game now and this is how we're going to do it sort of maybe it's the best way to get to get the best out of our our players now ah uh, but can he stop crawley nicking the outside well, off you're right you're right because we're so fickle because we're saying that but it wasn't long ago that i know all the media were saying it's not good enough if you're just going to say that's the way i play i play aggressively that's the way i do it mm. um so it's a it's a balance it's a balance it was great to watch this time around there will be a time when the wheels come off pretty spectacularly and yeah. people are caught deep cover and look silly and they will get, I don't know if I can say ripped a new one on this uh, <laughs> watershed, but I think you will see, you will see the media piling in um, when it goes wrong, when the sensible test cricket thing to do is to bat out for a day, which arguably it wasn't this time because they won, but there'll yeah. be situations where they get it wrong. And there is a, there are many different ways to play test cricket. Um, yeah. let's enjoy it whilst it happens but yeah. there will be there I'm sure will be moments where the wheels fall off and yeah, it well, will be spectacular you have you have money on, on England not winning anything this year Hugh so you know yeah but uh, that was under the old regime wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> mindset's changed mate well, um, there's another you know, test I, in five it's, years it's been great entertainment I think yeah, and that's also what you need to uh value it for it that's what it was it's uh, two great wins uh you know new zealand is also a team that plays ball um in that sense uh, to, uh, to just uh, throw a, a baseball yeah. reference in. you know i mean other teams would not probably not have entertained us to the to the same extent uh, in terms of what england were trying to do so you know it's also the opponent that really allowed they, they went for it too really in in yeah. many senses like the way bracewell batted on day four evening he just yeah. kept trying to whack everything he was like a cat yeah. on a hot tin roof yeah yeah you're right they've got some they've got a they you know new zealand are a, a nation of not many people but they seem to have a lot of depth at the moment in the two like blundell and mitchell have just come uh, through and i don't think there are any accountants in new zealand because everyone there seems to play professional sport look how many rugby players they've got look how many cricketers they've got it's yeah, unbelievable there's outside players <laughs> Like professional sportsmen per capita in New Zealand must be outrageous. Yeah, it must be. But, but they've got everything else, just not accountants. Well, okay, maybe lawyers, fine. <laughs> all, all the boring jobs. Yeah. Sorry to all our accountants and lawyer listeners. I'm sure accountants are actually probably quite naturally attracted to cricket, cricket fantasy, fancy cricket. <laughs> so, uh, apologies to our 90% listener base that are all accountants. All the financial advisors that are not with us tonight. <laughs> well there we are yeah a quarter of the badges on this podcast are accountants yeah. so uh yeah there we are 
Um, and we can't go away from the other international series going on at the moment. I've got a few views actually on the scheduling of all of this, but Chev's nation of Netherlands against England. There's been a few records broken the last couple of weeks, but Chev, how do you reckon your Dutch countrymen are going? Well, I think that, well, I'm hoping they're doing all right after the onslaught of the past weekend, <laughs> uh, both on and off the, the fields. Oh. Uh, with, because um, I've seen some of the uh, Barmy Army um, uh, images <laughs> and videos. <There's> the, <laughs> I mean, I think we've missed out by not going, let's put it that way. Uh, regardless of the results, uh, you know, at least one team would always win, uh, which I back. So that's good news. Um, uh, yeah, I think remarkable score on Friday. Mm. Lovely day for it in every possible way. I think obviously England going in first. In all fairness, if you look at the lineup, even with a few that were not part of the, the team set up because they're in, they're in the test team at the moment, you know, yeah, I, it's just not really. Uh, an equal playing field in that sense. I think, you know, it's just, it, let's just put it down to they are uh, gaining a little bit of experience on the Dutch side. Um, uh, looking at the, the team sheet there, there's not too many that are active. Well, you say, in, county, you say in the county game. You say England are missing a few, but I actually um, was talking to a colleague, shout out to loyal listener Steve Lanham, um, about the England team. And who is actually missing, apart from Johnny Bairstow and Stokes in that 50-over game? Maybe is Root missing from that 50-over team? Like, who else is actually missing? I don't see that we're that... We don't seem that under strength. Like, how many... I think if it's a World Cup, you play Root somehow. Don't know how you get him in. Yeah. Um, Remove Morgan. The bowling... The bowling we haven't quite seemed to got right in the last couple of years and I'm not even going to rise to your uh, bait Chev, I'm not even going to discuss Owen Morgan, his place is first on the team sheet, Joffrey Archer, fully fit I think gets into that side, Stokes does and bowls as yeah, well, yeah definitely so, Archer's, out of, Archer's out of the picture really for the, you know he's, he's out for the rest of the year yeah, if you think about the World Cup squad that we had Mark Wood, I think Mark Wood definitely gets now. into that side but Chev, it's a good point though, you raise because we've got a, I know the England strength and depth is incredible and we're the richest nation going, so we should be incredible at this type of stuff. No, I, think, but, I think India's cricket's got a few more quid. Well, than yeah, that's true. Um, but we're also playing a Netherlands team with sort of one hand behind their back, aren't we? Because they have not got many or any county, county players playing in the Netherlands team. Is that right? Yeah, there's definitely, well, there's a few names that were missing, really. Uh, and I'm not sure. I was just thinking whether, whether they'd actually stopped playing for the team or that. But they haven't because they were just around uh, before the county season started here. So uh, Shane, Shane Snater's one that does play county cricket and has done very well in the county championship um, that we've seen. But who else is missing? Ackerman from that lineup? Well, Ackerman was playing in the winter, so he was playing in the qualifier. Was it qualifiers? Um, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the qualifiers. So he was still playing in the team then. Uh, I'm not sure whether that was just because he was available over the, over the, over the winter and prioritised his county game now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think this is now part of this new championship uh, that they're playing. So yeah, you would hope that they're trying to put out at least the strongest possible team, uh, not to offend anyone who's in it, but, you know, they've been um, 
annihilated in that first game. So you, you can't really say it's the strongest strongest team that they put out. <laughs> but, but you know, I feel, I feel for them in that first game. You know, at Trent Bridge a couple of years ago, pretty much this England side took four hundred and eighty off Australia. Yeah. You know, it, this England. I think we should be reveling in how good this England side is. Mm. Or, or at least how good the batting is. The, the mm. bowling, I think, st- still leaves a bit to be desired. I mean, but if you can score 498, uh, let me bowl. But like the the, I think this is arguably one of the greatest ever batting lineups in any form of the game. And I'm, that sound, I know that sounds like really over the top, um, but they are incredible. Oh, well, it is true. I mean, if you look at Butler, obviously he was a form play, player coming in. But then uh, one of my personal uh, favourites, Sam Curran, for instance, he, he was doing really well at Surrey in, in the short format there in the, in the run-up to these games. Uh, he didn't really feature at all. And everyone was still smacking it to every corner. Uh, so uh, Livingston uh, obviously had a, a great finish uh, on, on the... Um, on a Friday, um, uh, so yeah, and but again, someone who, you know, would he still be in it if you're looking at a World Cup squad? And you you were talking about the strong. If you're not dropping Morgan, someone's got to give. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. The debt's incredible. Like Hales isn't even close. Well, you know, Hales yeah. would be the first name on Australia's team sheet. Yeah. I mean, so, so, I mean, I know again that like we talk about the Netherlands strength, but I mean, you still got to get runs, right? Like, Salt got 120 and then 70. He's a produce of county cricket. Um, that's wonderful to see, isn't it? Really, like it, him coming in, getting runs, he's still got to do it. He's got runs when others who are more internationally recognized have failed. So, it is extraordinary who we can put out at the moment. You, I'm just trying to look at it here. Like, we didn't even bat Butler in that second game. And, you know, Moeen comes in and gets 40 and finishes the game. Milan, I've got a bit of a thing with Milan. I think Milan's brilliant. But, I mean, does he get, is he one that would not get in if Root was fit? Um, well, I, I didn't think he was a foreign player, one of the foreign players coming right. into this team. I mean, was he selected based on, uh, you know, previous? Uh, well, the best tw- is he still the number one 2020 batter in the world? I don't, I don't think he is anymore, no. Um but I, I think you need a not sort of yeah anchor feels like the wrong word but you need a batter along those lines whether that's root or Milan mm. I think you you need one of those two in there yeah um, because I, I read an interesting article on I think it was Crick Info and sorry to not actually shout out the journalist uh, who who wrote it but um, along the lines of the fact that he was able just to give strike back constantly to the lads who were whacking out the park was yeah. was more important than perhaps his actual strike rate. Yeah. Um, though he wasn't scoring a 140, 150 strike rate, he kept getting everyone else on strike who were. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think I think I think actually that's where the 50 over game, someone like, you know, that's why Root was so valuable, isn't he, to England? Because really? he, I mean, he, he plays even if he played a test match in his own test match innings in a one day game, he would still be rotating the strike all the time. Um, and yeah, that's pretty good. I think Chev obviously thinks that Morgan's form is a little bit suspect, but I think he's got enough credit in the bank to. Well, you know, I think it's probably wise to talk about it maybe next week after <laughs> another lovely game coming up this week. Yeah, I think on Wednesday, 
it's going to be another sunny, warm day there. So if uh, I'm sure, and I think there's about 7,000 English fans expected again. So it should be a decent, uh, decent day. Uh, and, and if, you know, if Morgan is then not, you know, if it, uh, maybe he gets uh, three times lucky. If yeah. not, then uh, all I'm saying is I wouldn't drop him necessarily straight away. But at the same time, it's also the type of game clearly after the first uh, Friday uh, uh, result uh, that you can just look at the other players and actually play them. He doesn't. Yeah, he, he can still be a good captain. Doesn't actually have to play every game. Yeah. Um, and you know, and then you can think about it later. The only thing I would say, I think they were a bit too quick to say early in the week. Uh, he can go out on his own terms whenever he's ready and so on. That's not how elite sport works at the end of the day. Uh, so, you know, you can have a lot of respect for someone, but it doesn't mean that if, it could well be that he's still around in four years' time because he just can't see it for himself. <laughs> you know, there, there, is, there is a point. He's not that character, though, is he? Uh, he's not, I'm not saying he's there yet, but at the same time, to, to just be so simplistic and say, well, he can do it on his own terms... Well, no, at the end of the day, he still needs to perform. This is also the flip side of having such a, a strong setup with the, the depth that you got. Is that obviously you're not dropping him after a bit of a bad run, but at the same time, you know, has a decision been made about him stepping down after the next World Cup coming up in, at the end of the year? Yeah. He does need to go on for another year. There's, you know, there's, there's already vice captains in there that can take his team forward. Yeah. Uh, no, I disagree. Not in the same way he does. I think his leadership is so important to this team because when you're that good, managing the egos of the players around you, I reckon is really tough and he gets the balance spot on to get the best out of people. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not tough. It's, it's just that at the same time, you can't hold on to someone into his 40s to, to, and, and not expect someone else. I don't think anyone had this much faith in him when he took on the role uh, early, early on, I mean, no one's saying, oh, he's going to be an amazing captain and he's going to get us the World Cup. So you, you can't discount the next generation just because, just because he's now the man who's apparently done it all and is key, uh, keeps doing it. The next leader will, will uh, stand up. Without Stokes, he would not have won these first two test uh, matches, according to you, uh, Hugh. So, you know, all of a sudden we've forgotten about Root and his captain C because it, it's we're back to uh, uh, happy days and, and, and winning. So, you know, don't. I, there, there the only thing I'm saying else. counter to that is I don't think Root was held in such high regard for his actual leadership as Morgan. Uh, no, definitely not towards the end. And, and it was definitely time for him to, to pass it on. But I'm not saying Morgan is there yet. All I was saying is don't say that it's up to him that he can decide when he when he wants to go because i think that's just not the right message for anyone uh, at, uh, at this time uh, in the meantime he can have a little bit of a go he'll probably have a great uh, game now on wednesday so let's see what he does <laughs> but um just to i mean you, you you talk about morgan and his influence on the team and english cricket it has been phenomenal and i think if you look at his let's let's talk about his influence in the and the England team, so he's led this England team into this new era of one-day cricket, and that you can see that's translated, I think, into the the one-day games that we've been playing. We've got more players than ever in the IPL, and they're doing really, really well, etc. But if you look at then our in the other side of it, what does need a rejig is obviously our test stuff, um, and sort of Brendan McCullum coming in. He's got a very similar mindset to Morgan. Do we think 
that is going to trickle down into sort of county championship cricket. Do we think that possibly this whole basball, for want of a better term, because that's what everyone else is calling it, yeah, do we think that is going to start trickling down into, into the sort of county championship in the first class stuff? Is it does it need to? What 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 are your guys' views there? Well, well, that's I think that's a really interesting question, and maybe we could look at our white ball team. Are we seeing counties play white ball cricket with the same completely fearless attitude as the England team? I don't think you are. I think you're seeing teams approach it based on the players they've got. Yes, and I think I think that will that will inevitably filter down to to the counties. If you've got, say you're Nottinghamshire and you've got Duckett, Clark, yeah. Mullaney as a middle order, yeah. you've got the quality to really uh, take attacks apart and be positive. Mm. Uh, Tom Moores as the keeper batter at seven and, and yeah. James, you know, they're a strong, strong batting lineup. Very strong. You can do that. Um, I would say for other counties that might go about it in a more traditional way, I, and again, this is just the batting. There's there's so much more to it, the yeah. the baseball than just batting. Yeah. Um. I don't. I I think counties will still, um, go about it their own way. What I think we're seeing more, and if you want to call it key ball, um, not that Rob Keys had anything to do with this batch of balls that we keep talking about, but the pitches seem to be flatter, and he's encouraging, uh, he's encouraged people to create flatter pitches. The pitch I thought at Trent Bridge was a belter. It went through all the way through the game. Um, something in it just about for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and actually, I thought the Kiwis underbowled Bracewell, but there we are. That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think there is, um, I think there is going to be some opportunities for some really good cricket if we see these pitches and similar balls used. I think you might see people being more positive in yeah. mindset, in um application whether that is having picking bowlers who do something a bit different rather than the yeah. tim murters um and uh and sam cooks and it, it might be that we, we we have a search for pace that that makes us more competitive on on flatter pitches yeah yeah it, it's a key ball party you could say <laughs> wow wow gee <laughs> Jimmy producer, please edit that out. Um, anyway, um, no, I completely agree. I think, you know, when you go down to selection for the um, England team in the future, you're not going to be selecting players who are taking safe options in any discipline, are you? But Brendan McCullum's going to want to be seeing people, and Stokes and the other selectors, they want to be seeing people who are taking positive options all the time. And like we say, Trevor Bayliss always used to say, you can defend positively, you can get ones positively, you can get your runs. It doesn't matter how you get them, as long as it's positive, you get your wickets. Um, so I, I do hope that we'll see sort of a better, not better, but sort of a, a more positive brand of cricket or aggressive brand of cricket in, in whatever format that really is. Um, but you're right, Hugh. Do the counties with smaller squads, the North Hans, Leicestershire's, Gloucestershire's, Durham's, can they afford to do that? Probably not, maybe, I would say. Um, but, I mean, I suppose also, just talking about selection, we saw, did you see James Taylor has retired as a selector from England? Um, mm. So that whole sort of selection, I think, I, I do think the England selection 
policy and the selectors is an interesting debate and who's going around the county circuit really watching. We had Lizzie on the other week who said that the YouTube stuff is amazing for covering the game as a journalist. It can only be better as well for England selection, you'd say. You don't need people at every game all the time. Um, so I wonder, you know, I just it, it seems as though sort of, yes, we've won a really an amazing games of cricket. We've had amazing games in the last county championship round, but it does, you know, maybe I would like them to be interested to see the next couple of months and how the whole back office is rejigged a little bit to see if we can sort of promote more positivity. Do we find it strange at the same time that we've got a one day and a test match series going on at the same time as everything else? Um, COVID's sort of not, you know, the, the sort of lockdown stuff isn't really around, so that's not an excuse anymore. Is that a weird thing to be happening or is that just circumstance? I think it is something we'll see more and more of going forward. Mm. Uh, it makes it easier to manage players' workloads if you then don't have to fill in an ODI series in between test series like the old-fashioned way it was. And if you run them concurrently... I guess Sky will want them to be concurrently but separately in between test matches. But I, I, I think we've got the depth of players in one-day cricket where it's OK. If we weren't so privileged in one-day cricket and you know, it was like 1997 and half your test team's your one-day team, yeah. um, then I guess it would be, be different because you're, fill, you're watering down the product. But at this stage of our, our development, I, I, I think it actually helps our test team. Interesting. It means that Stokes and Root are fresher for test matches. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think also, but like credit to the England Cricket Board there. I mean, the, the, the revenue that's being pumped into the Netherlands cricket from this is, is exceptional, right? The revenue from the bars, all that oh. sort of stuff. I mean, that's brilliant. That's really Apparently, good. apparently a, a truck had to turn up halfway through the first ODI with more beer. <laughs> Can you believe that? I've never heard anything like it. That's like the myth you hear at university. You know, they've run out of Jaeger. We've drank all the Jaeger in, in Cardiff. Like, you don't hear of that ever. They drank Well, I, I have to say, I mean, obviously, they clearly, under, well, they may have underestimated or just assumed that they would be able to get more in during the day. It, 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 from, with my event background, it is a fairly common thing in, in Holland that they bring in uh, supplies throughout the day. Right. Uh, I'm pretty sure that in this case it probably went fast. Just in time beer delivery. I've never heard anything like it. Well, you know, it's not uh, it's not like in England where things just run out, basically. Hey, Amsterdam, um, uh, tap four's quite low. Could you come around and <laughs> you could you could literally uh, do that. Uh, can we cool. uh, can we get some extra bowling? Because ours is going everywhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think in in terms of the scheduling, I don't really have an issue. Well, I don't have an issue with the ODI and Test teams playing. Uh, as, as they're doing now, especially when one is playing at home and the other one is just uh, across the channel, it's quite easy actually. Um, the only thing, and it, it's good for England because they've got so many players that they could actually uh, uh, feature anyway and they can try out a few things in their run up to World Cup. So, all, uh, all of those things are good for a one day or T20 squad. But yeah. the, uh, and there's a few other countries that can do the same. So, in that sense, you know, it, it, it becomes probably a little bit more common in the future uh, if you just look at India's uh, uh, <laughs> uh, selection uh, worlds in terms of how, how many people they can play and choose. Do we, think, do we think also the, 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 the scheduling and this is, yeah, possibly this is a bit deep because it's, it's a whole other issue, I think, but the, the scheduling therefore also for the Kansas Championship rounds at the moment and the 2020 stuff is 
I mean, 2020 season in London, we can probably see is in full swing. I mean, I don't know. I don't know anyone who wasn't at the Oval last Friday. Everyone seemed to be there, and that's great. Um, I wasn't there. Um, oh. Not invited. Um, uh, but um, it's a bit random, isn't it? That there is a load of 2020 games going on, and then suddenly there's a first class game but no one really understands why that's going on or if it is going on thank god you've got this podcast to keep up with um then there's another round where only five teams are playing on sunday or something like that is that is there something deep that we need to sort out here or is that is that okay i i actually don't mind that there's first class cricket on at the moment and yes it's a bit sandwiched between uh 2020 games so it is a bit difficult for counties with overseas pros but i did see ingram uh at glamorgan get a big hundred um and i think he's principally a white ball player for them um but with labashane off they just slid him in i think that's good um but if if we hadn't had this round it would have been what five weeks in the prime of the summer since since anyone's anyone's had a hit um when was the last time sir Aster cook had a bat essex missed the last game um wondering why he was on tms and so, yeah, he's been able to do media work. If he wants to come and have a game for our club side, um, Sir Alistair, I'm sure you're listening, do get in touch. Um, but but I think you need to to be able to, you know, say say the selectors want to look at Crawley because he keeps nicking them outside of stump. Mm. They've got Wells, who got 100 this week, who's in form. They've got Rory Burns, who got 100 this week, who you could say is in form. Without that, and if you just have blocks of 20-20 yeah. blast... Point. In between and and by that definition, having 2020 blast in June, you are having to play county championship in May when it's green. Traditionally, not this year, um, and it seems traditionally not this year. Um, then it, you you sort of compartmentalise first class cricket away from test matches. And Australia has that problem because they have the big bash on in the peak of their summer around the Christmas holidays, and they're not having test cricketers playing. And they don't have any cricket to go back to if they're out of nick. If you're if you're having one of those those years, you can't just go and find some some middle time. Yeah, that's going to be here too, right? With the the hundred block that's coming up, because uh, I don't think there's any county game scheduled in that period. No, then, I don't think there are. But then there's the fifty over comp, so you could argue that's better than just having twenty twenty. But yeah. I, th- I seem to remember there was a few lads who played second team cricket last year in that in that. Yeah, 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 who were good, good first class players, but uh, Red Bull only. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good. I didn't think about that. I, I was just looking at the schedule and thinking about the fans' point of view, thinking, God, what the hell's going on here? Like, I've got a you know, from a fantasy cricket point of view, I've got a sector 2020 team, I've got to go back to my county mm. championship team, and that you know, looking at it from a very niche person playing fantasy cricket, but the average spectator will probably find it even more tricky. Well, uh, yeah, but you're right, a bit- point of view, it's quite good. I think it feels a bit busy with everything that's going on because it's just, you know, it's one thing if you're watching another competition in another country. This is all happening here at the same time or the England team is involved. So I think that's what makes it really congested in a way. And I think, you know, to an extent also, to, there's quite a large chunk of the, the English players now in the one day team who would also feature in um, both the T20 and or a county game so that's where you're taking an extra chunk of players out mm. uh, of that group so that and and obviously it's almost as if some of the uh, 
counties that are doing well in, to, in terms of player development mm. are then actually sort of paying almost paying the price for this scheduling but um, at the same time they seem the ones that are actually doing that they seem to cope so you don't feel too sorry for them uh, but yeah I think it's one of those where I would prefer to have the T20 separate but with the Honda taking up that summer slot it's you know, I, if I look at the T20 French French, having a, a just briefly on the T20, if you look at so I was down Friday night at the Oval where everyone else was, and, I was uh, and it was just, it was a apart from uh, uh, Spenny, it was a sellout uh, pretty much did, but it was the first sellout that uh, that they've had this season in the T20. Right at, at Surrey, that used to be uh, every single game bar the old Tuesday game. Uh, you know, they or the weather was terrible, and then people wouldn't show up. But otherwise, it was always a setup. In terms of in terms of the crowds that have been there to date, apart from the Friday, it's been relatively rubbish and just members, yeah. uh, which they, they happen to have quite a lot of. But uh, at the same time, it's not had the same appeal. Uh, so I'm not sure whether that's it is, was related is that to because the hundreds. You know, the ovals lucky enough to be. Uh, an international ground and have a hundred franchise. That's a lot of cricket, you know, and we don't, don't need to be eco economists to see that, to take your two kids and your wife along to that is an expensive day out 15 times a year. Mm. Yeah, well, I would argue that Surrey was probably better off without the hundred based on the number of home games that they have in, with the T20 and the, and the players that they've got in it. I, so, I don't, I think Surrey were one of the few that didn't vote for it, although it might be, I might be. Uh, um, they still get a team called the Invincibles, which is weird. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's not the end of the world, but I think in terms of the experience of having that T20, uh, this is more about the competition nationally. And I, uh, you know, I, it's, it's also because it's, pushed out of that summer slot where obviously it was really a really nice thing to do anyway I mean they've been lucky with the weather but I think it was uh, that Thursday game that we went to straight after the, the Thursday the test uh, you know I thought it was going to be uh, buzzing there but it was actually relatively quiet obviously that was the, the Jubilee weekend but yeah there seems to be something and tomorrow with the strikes uh, I expect the place to be empty so it's one of those yeah uh, yeah I think yeah that's interesting i think i think it's one to be i don't know if we're ever going to solve the issue if you if we have as much cricket um and i think it's gonna be interesting to see how old rob key does with that scheduling and if he has any influence but i think like it's one to look out on and see if anyone can crack it because i think you've got yeah, you, you, something's got to give there it's just too I, much i do agree with you though not having any county in the summer would be uh, detrimental to development of players, uh, their form, and also uh, you got to remember that there's very few games this year that were basically rained off, whereas normally that would would have happened an awful lot more in the early season. So, uh, you know, they've had a lot of cricket, whereas normally that would not be the case. That is true. Cool. So as we look ahead to this congested schedule for Sunday. Um, in the last sort of five minutes, is anyone making any changes for this round? We've got Essex, Hampshire, Gloucestershire, Lancashire, Northlands, Warwickshire, and Surrey, Kent in Div One, and then we've got Notts, Middlesex, Sussex, Derbyshire, and Worcestershire, and Morgan in Div Two. Any changes for you, Chev? Well, um, as I said earlier, uh, Keaton Jennings is 
is uh, leaving the field. So if anyone wants to pick him up, uh, by all means do so. He's probably going to finally score some runs again. Um, uh, but I actually have a little bit of a problem because by bringing in Jamie Overton and then him being selected, all of a sudden I've got two Overton brothers in my bowling lineup. That they're, they're both in the squad, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they are. So they may well. <laughs> I'm not sure whether when they could or would be released. Well, the uh, test match starts on Friday, so I reckon yeah, they'll release one of them that's not playing and just have a kid field. Yeah, I mean, I would hope that that's the case. So I need to hold out till um, Sunday morning, basically, and then hope for the best uh, to not have to replace both of them. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, Jennings and probably one of the Overton brothers will have to go, um, but we'll see which one. Lovely. How many transfers have you got left, Joe? Okay. Plenty till the end of the season. Have you? That's um, unlike you. Yeah, it's unlikely. No, I've got, um, I've got, if I make those two changes, I would still have nine left. So I've got 11 at the moment, which is decent, uh, given how many rounds there are left. Uh, I can continue to tweak the, the team as we go. Nicely, nicely. Nice. Um, Hugh, who have you got? So I've got a couple, I've got to do some buy management. So Hassan Azad at Leicestershire, George Hill at Yorkshire, and Tom Lamanby uh, are all on buys. So Critchley comes in for George Hill on a substitution. Yeah. Um, Lamanby um, and Azad, I can't sub both out as batters. So Ed Pollock from Worcestershire is coming in for one of them, but yeah. I might have to do some work in the transfer market. It might be the end of the road for Hassan Azad for me. Um, and then Josh Davey at Somerset's got a buy. So Simon Harmer comes back in mm. um, and I, I'm tempted to make him captain. I can see it being, uh, I could see Essex not leaving a lot of grass on it against uh, Hampshire, who haven't quite got their, found their um, spin attack this year with chopping Mason Crane in and out. And Dawson hasn't seen a, a lot of bowling. They seem to be reliant on a, the seamers. So yeah. I wonder if we might see a, a dust bowl at Chelmsford. I think you're probably right. Yeah, I've gone, um, after not realising that Glenn Phillips is playing also first-class cricket Gloucester. I've swapped him in for Allsop. Uh, Allsop's out. And then Norwell is coming in for Ollie Robinson. Um, Norwell will get injured, I think, probably, because I brought him in. Um, and then I have... I've actually subbed out Bracey as my keeper, and I've brought in... I brought another one, Ben Cox. Are you feeling okay, Spen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bracey's been your keeper since 2018. I know, I know. I've actually got 14 trades still left, so I'm actually thinking about maybe this is a time for an overhaul and trying to maybe... I've got... I now have a batting lineup with Phillips, Compton, Northeast, Hammond. I'm thinking... and then, But my bowling lineup is Fuller, Thompson, Harmer, Norwell. So I think maybe I might make a couple more trades, but... Yeah, that's me for this this round, um, which is terrific. So see how we go. I, I'm yeah. I'm bugging. We're getting we're yeah. getting quite close to Surrey Essex in a few weeks' time. Yeah, we're gonna have to uh, have to sneak out to the Oval for that one. I think I'm gonna also have to. Um... Are you uh, are you gonna tell your employers about that one too? Hugh? <laughs> oh, right, Jeff. Jeez. I'm gonna start putting some money away for the end of season curry. I think so I can pay for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, is this the right time to tell you that maybe you shouldn't be making that many subs now? 
just um, you a little bit. Also, in all fairness, you are putting down our overall ranking with your performance. So, Chev, uh, Ch you're talking like you had a good year last year. Yeah. If, well, I, di I didn't lose last year, did I? Well, uh, <laughs> didn't, win it, didn't win it though, did you? No, I didn't. I just lost out to someone. Can't remember who that was. Still got the trophy on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, I yeah, think... you know, I, I would just hold back on your subs a little bit if you can help it. Okay. Because yeah, the next round, I think, is going to be a while or not. Good point. Right. I think we'll end it there. Um, thank you, guys. It's very good, very insightful. Um, so a, a few of our listeners noticed the break. We had um, our producer, Jimmy, was um, unfortunately ill for a couple of weeks, and then he's also very busy. Doing Get well that. soon, Jim. He's better now. Um, so thanks, Jimmy. Um, but thank you for listening to all of those, those listeners. And we are back this week. And you've been listening to Badger Watch, the podcast all about County Championship cricket an unspun cricket production. Um, and yeah, we'll see you after round 10 next week.